You ever been lost? Really lost in the woods? Well, you know what? I got lost and there were no markers. The land was flat and it was cold and the sun was going down. I didn't have a GPS on me. I didn't have a compass. I had no way to tell where to go or how to get out of there. And I admit that I, I was on the verge of panic. That sense of being lost is what a boy can feel growing up today without a father guiding him. This is Family Life Today. Our host is the president of Family Life, Dennis Rainey, and I'm Bob Lapine. We're going to talk about what we can do to help boys get pointed on the right path pointed in the right direction as they step up to manhood. Welcome to Family Life Today. Thanks for joining us on the Tuesday edition. I'm just wondering what's in the what's what's in the water out there at the Rainy House. Your wife writes this devotional for families around courage. Now you've got this book for men on courageous manhood. Are they spiking you with something out there? Uh, you know, <laughs> it is in the country. There's there's no telling, but uh, I, I do think Barbara and I have been preaching to one another. Do you yeah, think? I, I just sense a little bit of this passion in your souls to see men, women, children kind of step up and, and be courageous. Bob, I think this culture is robbing us of our courage. I think it is discouraging us. I think many are losing heart and well-doing as a result. And if there's ever been a time when, frankly, men needed to be encouraged, I believe it's today. Well, now, this is a theme that's been simmering in your heart for almost a decade, maybe longer than a decade, as as you've been in a number of settings challenging men to step up to courageous manhood, and now you've written a book that's called Stepping Up, A Call to Courageous Manhood, and you break the book down, this is interesting, into six sections to help orient guys to the progression that you're calling them to. We do. The first section is just all about courage, and then each of the following five sections are about the steps, stepping up to boyhood, uh, adolescence, manhood, mentor, and patriarch, and each of those six sections of the book begin with a story of courage. And the step of boyhood begins with a story of a father and a son who went hunting in Wyoming. And this father and son had been hunting elk for years with bow and arrows, and the son had taken an elk, but the father had never taken one. And on this particular day when they got up and went hunting, uh, the father had prayed a prayer at the beginning of their hunt. It said, God, guide my arrow today. Hmm. And it was it was kind of a cute story, but it was a dramatic story because they ended up finding a bull elk. And as you call a bull elk in, one person can kind of set up uh, behind a hunter so that the elk will come and get within distance. And they thought this was going to happen. Unfortunately, um, there was a grizzly bear that also heard hmm. the elk. And what happened was Ron's son, Ron Jr., actually got between the grizz and the elk hmm. and began chasing him. 
and the father watched all this happen. And without even having time to think about it, he drew his arrow back and let go and then watched the bear jump on top of his son, mauling him, chewing and crushing his elbow. And the father ran up to him after the son had gotten away uh, uh, one more time, and the father ran up and took his his bow. I mean, that's not exactly a weapon. Right. And begins beating on the bear with uh, with the bow. And for some reason, the bear gets up and runs off hmm. and falls over dead. The father's arrow had hit the bear running after his son. And the rest of the story is of the father and son getting out of this wilderness area. They were way back in there. It took them almost all day to get back out. But it was, it was about a father who was seeking to protect his son. Now, in this case, it was a grown son. But today, Bob, more than ever, today we need fathers who are protecting their boys from a culture that is wanting to prey on them. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you about boys stepping up to boyhood. It seems like boyhood is something that just kind of happens to you. It's not something that as a as a boy you're all that intentional about. In fact, you're just kind of going through life, and and the question is, are you heeding direction or are you just following your own impulses? Well, I clipped out a cartoon. You've heard me share about this before, but a number of years ago, has to be over 25 years ago, I clipped a cartoon out of a magazine that had a picture of a five-year-old boy, barefoot and no shirt, um, in cut-off jeans, walking down a, a dusty, dirty road, and he had two cats that he was carrying whose tails were tied together. <laughs> and he was carrying them, you know, where the tails kind of were, were caught in the crook of his arm. Uh-huh. And the caption on the cartoon read, and he was bound to acquire experience rapidly. <laughs> that's, that's what boyhood is all about. He's, he's growing up through the childish years, getting all this experience. But what has to happen he has to have an older man in his life directing that experience so that as he grows from boyhood into adolescence, there's, there's character there. There's uh, the wisdom to know right from wrong and enough of a conscience that he can begin to turn away from evil and make right choices. Boyhood does just seem like a time when life does happen to him. But it's a time when every boy needs a father. And tragically, we live in a culture where there are a lot of boys who don't have fathers. And if a boy doesn't have a father or someone stepping in to provide direction, to say, here's where manhood is, come on, follow me, come this direction, then the carnal impulses take over and what you have is masculinity gone amok. Yeah. Newsweek, um, a few years back, ran an article called The Trouble with Boys. And they said in that article that one of the most reliable predictors of whether a boy will succeed or fail in high school rests upon a single question. One question. Does he have a man in his life to look up to? Unfortunately, in many cases, the answer is no. I ran across this quote. I've not been able to find out who said it, 
but it has a pound of wisdom in it. It says, a boy without a father is like an explorer without a map. Hmm. That's what a boy is. He's starting out life, and it's uncharted. He doesn't have the experience to know how to deal with it. Who is he going to look to to gain the experience he needs to know how to navigate the valleys, the danger spots, the mountains? There's a lot of life that just happens to us, but as we know, there's a lot of evil that can occur in a boy and for that matter, a teenager's life before they make it to manhood. I don't think when I became a father for the first time that I understood the responsibility of calling sons to manhood. I, I don't know that I understood that mantle being put on my shoulders. Did your dad uh, assume that responsibility in your life? Did he understand what it was that God had called him to do, do you think? You know, this is one of the more fascinating stories of my life, Bob. My dad had a profound impact on my life, but I have I have no idea where he got the training to do it because his dad deserted him as a boy. He was in his early teenage years when his dad basically abandoned a family of eight children and kind of went his own way. Hmm. But what I like to say is we gr- I grew up in a town of 1,300 people. I like to say I had a big dad in a small town. Hmm. My dad was big in my life because he was involved in my life. He coached my little league team, and first game we got beat 22 to nothing to the early birds. Three years later, we played them for the, the semifinals. If we'd won, we'd gone on to the, to the championship of our age group, and um, they beat us again, but it was only 3 to 2. <laughs> now, isn't it interesting I can remember that? Well, the reason I remember that is I had a dad. And I've still got this picture of all of us scruffy little little league baseball players. I had a dad who was standing right in the middle of the picture. Not that the focus was on him. He was on the back row, but he was the coach. And he knew how to coach us in the fundamentals. And he taught me more than just the fundamentals of baseball. He taught me the fundamentals of life, of obedience to God, of having a character that has integrity. He modeled it. His life was granite solid. And it it was amazing as I became a father like you're talking about, Bob, uh, how many times I would go back to pictures of my father who was steady who didn't leave, who didn't abandon me. And I know as I say this, there are a bunch of our listeners who didn't have something like that. They've had to pick up that mentoring of an older man in their life from another man. Mm -hmm. But uh, every boy today needs a dad who sees that young lad as his responsibility. And I have no question that my dad loved me and that my dad was doing his best with uh, what he had been given to train me to be ready for life. When I was a kid, I remember going to the dentist's office, and the only thing I liked about the dentist's office was they had a subscription to Highlights Magazine. Do you remember Highlights for Kids? Oh, yeah. It had puzzles and games and cartoons. And in every Highlights Magazine, there was a cartoon series called Goofus and Gallant. And it was two boys, and and one, Goofus, was always making foolish decisions, and Gallant was making wise decisions. It was really a cartoon instructing in character. And I've thought about that since, and I've thought, uh, young boys growing up 
need to be pointed in the direction of character because their natural inclinations aren't going to lead them in that direction. That's part of the responsibility a dad has for a boy to step into into wise boyhood. They need to say, I'm going to listen to the wisdom of a father or of older men and follow in their footsteps. Bob, the book of Proverbs is all about that. It is all about an older, wiser father speaking into the life of a boy, calling his son to step up. Now, it doesn't say in the Proverbs, step up to manhood, but it, it's all over the pages, calling him away from foolishness to, uh, was that goofus? Yeah, right. To step up to wisdom. Gallant, gallant, right. Gallant, uh-huh. okay. And, and if he's going to do that, he needs an older man whose arm is around him. You know, I can still remember watching the game of the week with my dad on Saturday afternoon. And my dad worked hard. He worked uh, five days a week and a half a day on Saturday. And some days he would work all day on Saturday. But um, I would go to sleep with him there in the living room on that couch with his arm around me. And I can still remember the hairs on his hand and his arm kind of touching my boyish face. You know, there's something about that that builds security, stability, direction. And and as we grow up, it's what we call upon as we face our own challenges in life. I'll never forget going deer hunting a number of years ago. And I used to laugh at people who would get lost in the woods. You've been lost, by the way? Really lost in the woods? Uh, I've never been that deep into the woods. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> You've stayed away from the woods. Well, you know what? That's that's a good way not to be lost. Well, I got lost, Bob, and I went in circles because I began to notice where I'd been, and there were no markers. The land was flat, and it was cold, and the sun was going down. And I remember praying and going, Lord, I'm lost. I need help. I need to get out of here. And I admit that I I was on the verge of panic. Now, this was like, I don't know, 20, 25 years ago. But when I finally stumbled out onto a a logging road where I knew where I was, I was was thrilled. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a GPS on me. I didn't have a compass. I had no way to tell where to go or how to get out of there. Well, you know what? That That sense of being lost is what a boy can feel growing up today without a father guiding him. And I want to give dads just real quickly four four points of direction to guide their sons. Let's just call them compass points. Compass point number one, character. Train your son in what is wise and also what is foolish. We just talked about the book of Proverbs. That's what it's about. Wisdom is skill in everyday living as God designed it. And I think as a dad, you have to keep in mind that your son is naturally going to be drawn to foolishness. Foolishness is bound up, Proverbs says, in the heart of a child. And so as a dad, you're going to have to use a variety of means to call him away from foolishness and to godly character. He's not going to be naturally inclined in that direction. I'll never forget going to my dad's place of work. And if he said this to me, One time, he said it a hundred times, son, these people are working. Do not bother them. (laughs) I think I just had a blast walking through the office, talking to everybody, because my dad owned the little company, you know, and son, 
<laughs> I want you. To, I want you to know they're at work. Don't bother. Leave them alone. <laughs> the people. That's a very minor foolishness, but nonetheless, it's foolishness. Uh, a second point for our compasses are relationships. How do I love others? The first one talks about our character of people being able to trust us that what we say is good. What kind of person am I? Right. Yeah. How we love other people is is how we relate to them, care for them, how we're gentle with them, kind with them, forgive them, uh, resolving conflicts with them. My dad never really gave me a message on uh, conflict resolution, but he did show me how to be steady in your love and your commitment to another person. He remained married to my mom for over over 44 years. And um, that pledge, that promise he made her, I knew was always good. So what, what you're saying is that uh, a father has a responsibility to help a son understand how to have healthy relationships with other people, with women, with siblings, with friends, just to understand how to relate to people. Your family is a laboratory, and you're training your son in how to do life and how to love other people. Mm-hmm. And that some of the lessons you're going to pass on to your sons are going to be out of your mistakes. When you make a mistake and you have to ask your, your wife to forgive you in front of your kids, as I have done on more than one occasion. And On those occasions, uh, some of them I would turn to the kids and I would say, you know, you're not going to remember your dad was perfect, but I do hope what you remember about him, that when he made a mistake and hurt another person, he was enough of a man that he could admit it Hmm. and ask that other person to forgive him. I I think our families need to be that, um, that laboratory, an incubator where you... You train them in how to love love God and love others. So we need to be encouraging our sons to grow in character and to cultivate healthy relationships. You said there are two other compass points? There are. Uh, identity is the third one. That answers the question, who am I? And there's multiple areas today where that's got to be addressed with, uh, with a boy. One is, who is he in relationship with God? Because it is only as he determines who God is in the Scriptures and his relationship to Jesus Christ that he's going to have a proper identity of who he is. But there's, there's also the issue of sexual identity. And what does it mean to be a boy and not a girl? What does it mean to be a man and not a woman. And he is getting his first uh, cues from his father as to how comfortable his father is in his own sexuality and how he treats uh, his wife in terms of courtesies, in terms of serving her, in terms of her distinct uh, femininity as a woman. And it's, it's really those those snapshots that uh, a boy catches growing up in his home where he gets the first picture of uh, what is a man and how does a man relate comfortably with a woman. Mm -hmm. And in this culture, Bob, where we're now being told there are five sexes, as my son Benjamin was told one day at college, male, female, homosexual, male, homosexual, female, and then transgender, Um, I think it's all the more important for fathers to train their sons 
uh, to be comfortable in their masculinity uh, as young men. So identity revolves around sexual identity, but you also said spiritual identity, understanding that your nature is prone to sin and that you're in need of a Savior and and understanding who God is and the fact that life is to be lived for Him. What's, What's the last point on the compass? Well, it has to do with our mission and why am I here? What's, what's my purpose? Uh, Ephesians 2.10 talks about we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works that he prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I'll never forget uh, a boy that my sons uh, used to have over to the house, and uh, I'll call him Mark. Um, his mom had had four husbands. Mark had, had not known a man in his life to be there consistently And um, I don't know what prompted me one day, but I looked him in the eye and I said, Mark, God has a plan for you being here. He has got something very, very powerful for you to do with your life. If you'll walk with him and know him and uh, set Christ apart in your heart as, as Savior and Lord. And, you know, it was interesting. That was early in, in uh, my adolescent son's lives. Um, Mark continued to track with our kids all the way until his senior year, and um, he did some pretty dumb things, and uh, our paths crossed again, and I had to kind of uh, pull our sons away and say, you know, I, I don't think it would be wise for you to continue to spend time with Mark. And it was interesting. Mark ran into me at school one day, and he said, Mr. Ramey, I noticed that your sons are no longer uh, running around with me, I thought you you believed that God had a plan for my life. Now, Bob, this is four years later. Hmm. Words to a, a young lad, uh, especially a, a young lad growing up during the confusing years of adolescence, can be used in that boy's life to really center him and begin to set him on a course where maybe he begins to think about his life as something other than just on the human level. Maybe he is uh, created in the image of God and there are spiritual purposes to his life that he needs to fulfill. A father, I believe, can have an enormous impact in his son's life, reminding him of the truth about himself, that God has a plan for him. We're really back to the the map illustration that you used earlier. If a young child, if a young son doesn't have compass points, doesn't have a map to, to point him in a direction, he will wander aimlessly and often wind up in a place that's not a good place. It's a dad's responsibility to point him in the right direction and to give him those compass points so that where he winds up is a good place. Yeah, and and what a dad needs to understand is he possesses the DNA of life. If, If you as a father are walking with Jesus Christ and you're in the book, the Bible, you possess that DNA to pass on to your sons, to show them how to live. I love a poem that was written by General Douglas MacArthur because, as you might imagine, as a general, he had a goal in mind, especially for his son. Let me just share this poem uh, that I include in the book. Build me a son, O Lord, who will be strong enough to know when he is weak and brave enough to face himself when he is afraid. 
one who will be proud and unbending and honest defeat, and humble and gentle in victory. Build me a son whose wishbone will not be where his backbone should be, a son who will know thee, and that to know himself is the foundation stone of knowledge. Lead him, I pray, not in the path of ease and comfort, but under the stress and spur of difficulties and challenge. Here let him learn to stand up in the storm. Here let him learn compassion for those who fail. Build me a son whose heart will be clear, whose goal will be high, a son who will master himself before he seeks to master other men. One who will learn to laugh, yet never forget how to weep. One who will reach into the future, yet never forget the past. And after all these things are his, add, I pray, enough of a sense of humor so that he may always be serious, yet never take himself too seriously. Give him humility so that he may always remember the simplicity of true greatness, the open mind of true wisdom, the meekness of true strength. Now listen to how this general concludes this prayer and his poem. Then I, his father, will dare to whisper, I have not lived in vain. There isn't a dad listening to us right now who doesn't understand the heart of that general because you want to impart the DNA of life and a sense of direction to our boys so they aren't caught off guard, Mm -hmm. but they live effective lives for Jesus Christ. Well, I think one of the things that causes dads to shrink back sometimes is that they lack confidence in their own their own direction. They're, they're not sure they're pointing in the right direction. And that's one of the reasons I think your book is going to be so helpful for so many of us, because it gives us a clear picture of what the path to manhood looks like, what authentic biblical manhood is. And then it takes us past that to see that just being God's man is not where where things stop, but God has a design for us even beyond that. And I want to encourage our listeners, uh, this week we are making your book available uh, to those who can help support the ministry with a donation. All you have to do is go online at familylifetoday.com, make an online donation, or call 1-800-FL-TODAY. And when you do, you can request a copy of Dennis's new book, Stepping Up, A Call to Courageous Manhood. Right now the book is not available in stores or on Amazon So the only place you can get a copy is from us here at Family Life Today. Again, go online at familylifetoday.com, make an online donation, and when you do, type the word STEP UP, all is one word, in the key code box on the online donation form, or call 1-800-FL-TODAY and make a donation over the phone and just ask for a copy of the book, Stepping Up, A Call to Courageous Manhood by Dennis Rainey, and we'll get it sent out to you. If you are interested in multiple copies of the book, either for a men's group study or for whatever other reason you're interested in ordering additional copies, you can find the details about how to purchase additional copies online at familylifetoday.com. Now, tomorrow we're going to talk about the transitional phase of adolescence, that phase in between boyhood and manhood. Just how long should a young man stay in that phase, and and what does that look like to pass through it? 
We'll talk about that tomorrow. I hope you can tune in. I want to thank our engineer today, Keith Lynch, and our entire broadcast production team. On behalf of our host, Dennis Rainey, I'm Bob Lapine. We will see you back next time for another edition of Family Life Today. Family Life Today is a production of Family Life of Little Rock, Arkansas. Help for today, hope for tomorrow. We've been married for three months. And hey, I figure if it doesn't work out, we can always get divorced. He made me sign a prenuptial agreement. Our marriage is doomed. Marriage. Is staying married really optional? I take you to be my wife. I take you to be my husband. As long as as we we both love each other. What do you do when the feelings disappear? I just knew it was God's will for me to marry Scott because I had a peace about it. But now the peace is gone. What if she gets a peace about divorce? Why do we play mind games with each other? I'm sorry. By God's grace, I'm never going to use the threat of divorce against you. I will not even bring up the subject, ever, ever. In Malachi chapter 2, verse 16, God says, I hate divorce. He doesn't say, I hate divorced people. He says, I hate divorce. We need to learn to hate what God hates and to love what God loves. I said, I do then. I still do. Brought to you by Family Life Today and Weekend to Remember, love like you mean it. Thank you for listening to Family Life Today. And now I'd like to take just a second to tell you about a great new way to listen to our program. It's called Zubio. Every day, Zubio gathers all of your favorite shows, just like Family Life Today, into a unique personalized playlist that automatically downloads to your computer or to your mp3 player when i use zubio every day i wake up and a playlist is created in itunes of all of my favorite programs and now instead of listening to a show and then backing out three steps and then choosing another show and clicking to listen to it zubio instead just plays them sequentially and in whatever order that i predetermine it allows me to listen to more programs in less time And I can even skip portions of programs or entire programs really easily. Zubio truly makes my listening experience hassle-free. To find out more, just go to our website, familylifetoday.com, and click on the Zubio icon. Stay connected to Family Life Today and all of your favorite programs with Zubio.